ஹிசாப் ஷரீஃப்ரிப்பீட்டன் to his greatness to his qudrat and for us to recognize him so among the many many ayat of the quran sharif that highlight this is the ayat that was recited ayat of surah al imran and this is a ayat of the quran sharif which has many virtues as well So in any case this ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Taala says to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Qulillahumma malikal mulk that say and say and call unto Allah Taala Allahumma malikal mulk O Allah malikal mulk you are the owner of all kingdom So already this is highlighting a very very important thing <clears throat> person sometimes in dunya because of the power that a person has in some level authority the extent of some influence that he wields and somebody might go up to become a president somewhere somebody become a king somewhere allah taala is reminding one and all that whatever your extent of power whatever your extent of influence whatever your extent of authority your so called kingdom but it's all under the kingdom of allah taala allah is the owner of everything don't ever let this make you feel you are it and everything is now in your control you can do as you wish you can call the shots it might appear to be like that for a while but is all part of a test from allah taala so in whichever level a person has some authority some influence some superiority apparently over somebody else all this is under the kingdom of allah taala allah taala has total control over everybody allah taala can do as he pleases once one person was flogging his slave now in those days slaves were regarded as ownership well they were owned but were regarded as just like other property and this was from the time of jahiliyat people treated their slaves anyhow did anything just treated them like they would treat something like an animal no consideration no care no concern so then when islam came this whole concept was changed and the justice of islam the compassion of islam the kindness of islam was now taught so gradually the slavery was then the doors for the freedom of slaves was opened person broke a qasam he took a vow and now he broke it now he has to compensate for that so how was the method of compensation in the free slave and a slave once he was freed 
he was captured whatever point in his life or he was born from slavery so he was a slave but once a slave is freed he will never become a slave again there's no way to make him a slave again now he broke this oath broke this vow he has to compensate for that how he compensate so he must give us free a slave person there was a kind of talaq zihar it was a type of talaq of some sort not exactly talaq but it had its ramifications like talaq but a person uttered those words that now brought about the situation of zihar but now how to compensate for this the free one slave so many various situations a person to compensate for that was free a slave and then nabi sallallahu himself the virtues of freeing slaves without any reason meaning without any reason to compensate for something just merely out of the goodness of a person's heart frees a slave this is the great virtue for every limb of the slave that got freed his limbs will get freed from jahannam meaning from head to toe he'll get freed from jahannam so this opened the doors for the freedom of slaves but now while this was still in process a slave was a slave still he was owned by somebody so once nabi sallallahu is passing by and one person is flogging his slave so rasulullah sallallahu called out to him from behind lallahu aqdaru alayka mimma taqdiru alayhi allah has more power over you than the power you have over him that it appears that you have full control and full power you are doing as you wish you are wielding your authority you are showing your might and you feel that well there's nobody to ask me anything so the slave and i am his master i am his master i can do as i please so don't forget that allah taala is your master he is your slave but you are allah taala's slave and you might appear to be his master in a limited sense but allah taala is your total master allah taala is your complete owner and allah taala has complete control over you and complete power over you your power is very limited that hand which is flogging if allah taala just paralyzes in that moment finish the end of that hand allah taala is not in any fear of any such deficiency coming to him but you can just be afflicted in one moment so all the time to bear in mind that whatever sometimes we appear to have that authority that might that influence and we can do as we wish and we can call the shots and we can just click our fingers and things will happen and we can just call upon our contacts and get somebody sorted out all these kind of things that sometimes carry on in the dunya and not sometimes many times but allah taala is aware of everything and allah taala grants some respite but the person doesn't make amends then allah taala's chastisement comes and the person is then taken to task in a moment allah taala protect us and save us so nevertheless qulillahumma malikal mulk now this is a form of dua now a person being taught you make this dua but in the dua he is reaffirming this iman of his and reaffirming this recognition of the qudrat of allah taala allah taala is the doer allah taala is the king of all kings like in one hadith of qudsi allah taala says ana allah la ilaha illa ana malikul muluk wa malikul muluk i am the malikul muluk the owner of kings and the king of all kings and the hearts of all kings are in my hand in my power in my control so qulillahumma malikal mulk a person now is making this dua ya allah you are the owner of all kingdom everything is in your ownership and you are the sovereign of over everything tu'til mulka man tasha you grant kingdom to who you wish and watanzi'ul mulka mimman tasha and you snatch away kingdom from who you wish this is something the dunya has repeatedly seen and carries on seeing sometimes a person is ruling for years and decades seems like this will never ever come out of his control only the day maybe when he dies now then obviously he's dead but what appeared like will never come out of his control till he's dead in his lifetime in such a manner it just goes overnight that there is no sign of how this was ever this person was ever a king over this place when kisra 
received the letter of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam inviting him towards Allah tabarak wa taala inviting him towards accepting deen accepting iman so he got very very offended that why was his name written after the name of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam nabi sallallahu alaihi addressed him min muhammadin nabi rasulillah ila kisra so because the name of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam came first this was his pride and arrogance that how dare this person address me in this manner as a result he tore his tore the mubarak letter of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam now the letters of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam many kings received it as far as some of them were concerned they didn't accept islam like for example the king of egypt at that time muqawqis and also the king of rome they didn't accept islam but they didn't disrespect the mubarak letter of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam there was the king of habasha ashama he accepted iman so alhamdulillah he made his dunya and akhirat but there were these people who some of them whatever their situation was but they didn't unfortunately accept iman but despite having not accepted iman they still showed respect to the letter of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam they still showed respect and did not show any disrespect as a result they saved their dunya though dunya is a very temporary place at the end of the day the dunya is going to go and when a person finally has been laid in his cover that dunya is going to be of no use but because of respect they saved the dunya and kisra kisra was very very arrogant and in that arrogance of his he tore the mubarak letter of nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam when this message reached nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam that this letter was torn nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam replied and said mazzaqa kisra mulkahu what has kisra torn my letter in reality he has torn his kingdom now in that time persia was the superpower of the time like a person today he says tomorrow there is no america this is not going to be there anymore meaning the, the ruler of america and the whole country the the rulership will all be over there will be somebody else in place overnight says you talking something with dream world you are living in some insanity how can this ever be possible where this will happen now that kind of thing that seems unimaginable that was the similar situation in that time that will this happen in one moment like this but this is what happened that overnight his own son killed him and his son killed him but he had also been suspecting something he had kept aside some poison with some different label in his cupboard the son started now searching everything he found this after he killed his own father he found this and he thought this is something really very very something very excellent for my health whatever so he took that and that was the end of him so the father got killed the son got killed they couldn't find anybody to rule finally they put one woman in place and this is what nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam said la layuflih qaumun wallaw amrahum imra'atan that a community who brought a woman to rule over them they can never succeed they found nobody else to rule over them they brought a woman to rule over them how can they ever succeed now overnight the whole thing went completely gone so til mulka man tasha ya allah you grant kingdom to who you wish wa tanzi'ul mulka mimman tasha now all these are realities that have happened and the quran sharif is highlighting this to give us this consciousness all the time to bring this repeatedly to mind and to heart and to embed it deep down in the recesses of the heart Allah alone is in control. Everything is by the will of Allah Taala. Nobody and nothing is. Nobody has anything in their control. Allah alone is in control. So to util mulka man tasha, wa tanzi'u mulka min man tasha, wa tu izzu man tasha, wa tu zillu man tasha. Allah, you grant izzat to whom you wish, and you grant disgrace to whom you wish. Now this is a form of du'a and should be included in our du'as. Allahumma malikal mulk tu'til mulka man tasha wa tanzi'ul mulka mimman tasha Now many times in dunya a person for that position 
starts doing what not. People for that position get some position they're trying to acquire some place of authority, some prominence in some sort, whatever the case is. People resort to bribery and corruption. Then sometimes that is not enough. Then the person will try, start trying to move anybody else out of the way in whichever form. If it means by some kind of strong arm tactics, well and good. And if just ordinary strong arm tactics don't work, if somebody has to be in a subtle way moved out by even killing him, that will happen. It happens in dunya all the time. Now, a person who gets intoxicated by this power and so on, and wants to keep getting more and more of it, then there is nothing that he is ready to stop at. So now anything that seems to come in his way must be out. So now anything that can has to be done, must be done, no matter what it might be. A person who is daily reaffirming this, Allah, you grant that authority, that prominence, that position to whom you wish. And you take it away from whom you wish. So I can do what I want. If you don't want to grant it, will never come. So why should I go to all this means to try and gain something which will never come if you don't will it? That is, if a person to start off with, that's not something to be aspiring for. But by merely reaffirming this, that aspiration will get cleaned out. What's the point on all this? What is this going to be of any worth? If Allah Ta'ala has not willed it, it will never happen. And after all, what's going to be achieved out of it? Many a times a person is trying to acquire the izzat of people in so many different ways. Maybe how he'll have his wedding, for example. Now, what's the whole point in that? So now it will give some kind of prominence. People will look at it in a very different way. And somebody will be very, very impressed by it. And now this is a seeking some izzat of some sort in the eyes of people. Or in whichever thing it might be. Different ways a person is looking for some kind of prominence, some kind of trying to project himself in so many ways. One is a person now, sometimes there is a misunderstanding. Another person is running a business, is advertising his business, say, but he is now seeking prominence. Advertising business now, obviously, you know, have to sell your wares. So now the person is advertising his business, but one is to project himself. I, me, this is all about myself. So that I, that is the issue. So now this is a reaffirmation of this all the time. Ya Allah, Izzat is from you alone. And you disgrace whom you wish. And the incidents in the Quran Sharif of the Anbiya wasalam, in the life of Rasulullah the same examples are repeatedly giving us the same message. And Nabi wasalam, in the initial stages when before Nubuat in the eyes of the people also in the eyes of the people, As-Sadiq, Al-Ameen, these titles which they didn't give anybody else, they conferred upon Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. So now in the eyes of the people, he was in the peak of Izzat, in the eyes of people. Allah Ta'ala gave him that Izzat as well, in the court of Allah Ta'ala he was forever with Izzat, but even in the eyes of the people too, he had this peak of Izzat. Now came the time when Nubuat, Allah Ta'ala blessed him with Nubuat, and now came the time to call towards Allah Ta'ala. So now suddenly the tables turned in terms of the people. But the people are people. One minute the people will be in one direction, another moment there will be another direction. What can a person rely on people's issues? But nevertheless, people now how things turned, the kind of treatment, how they are treating Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, in Mina, he is going from camp to camp to invite people. Behind him is his own uncle. He's throwing sand at him, telling people, don't ever listen to this person. Na'uzubillah, he is insane. He's a magician. Now, outwardly, in the eyes of people, this is such a humiliation. So now, from that peak of apparent izzat in the eyes of people also, this is now suddenly the situation. Nabi Spasim is performing salah in front of the Kaaba Sharif and these leaders of the Quraysh Abu Jahal and Uqba bin Abi Mu'ayt and others now they say no we can't allow this to happen like this somebody must do something 
Na'uzubillah, they go and find one, the intestines of a spotted camel, and whatever else, the insides of the camel that were there, everything is brought, and Na'uzubillah, Nabi Islam is in sajda, in front of the Kaaba Sharif, and all this is thrown onto his Mubarak back, and now the weight of all this, he cannot even raise his head from the ground, until Sayyidah Fatima radiallahu ta'ala, she comes, and she, somebody informs her, this is what has happened, she comes and moves all this out, all this scene is of apparently what? Outwardly, the Quraysh seem to be in a very, very elevated position. They doing what they want, as they want. Nabi Islam outwardly is appearing to be in a sort of humiliation. But Allah Ta'ala is showing that this is not what you think it is. From this, Allah Ta'ala will bring what you cannot imagine. So this was the condition that everything was now against Nabi Sallallahu everybody against him, handful of people around him. But then, in a short span of time, the time from the time Nabi Sallallahu left Makkah Mukarramah, and barely ten years later, he entered Makkah Mukarramah again victorious. Left Makkah Mukarramah in a condition that he couldn't remain there. Because from every side now they were ready to pounce on him and take his life. So Sahaba too have told me Hijrat now, this persecution. But within 10 years, Nabi Islam returns victorious, conquers Makkah Mukarramah. And with what kind of equipment, what kind of numbers, nothing. Comparatively nothing. Allah Ta'ala is showing that one is, the real Izzat is what is in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala. In the court of Allah Ta'ala, not what is in dunya, what's in the eyes of people. But Allah Ta'ala wishes, Allah Ta'ala will make that apparent in the eyes of people also, against all odds. As hopeless as the situation may seem, but Allah Ta'ala will make it happen. If He wills it, it will happen. Now within that short span of time, Nabi Islam enters Makkah Mukarramah in this manner. And those very people who were all proud and mighty and arrogant and all wielding their power and all wielding their influence and showing their authority and whatever else, now they are at his mercy. And when he asked them, what should I do with you? All these people who had committed such crimes against the Muslims. But now what they are doing? Akhun Karim, Babnu Akhin Karim, you are a very noble brother. You are the son of a noble brother, meaning be compassionate with us. Forgive us. Now where is all that pride and all that arrogance and all that haughtiness and it's me and I and us and we'll do now you're pleading for mercy now you're begging you're pleading for your life so Allah Ta'ala turned the tables to man tasha wa to man tasha on that occasion of Kaaba of the conquest of Makkah Mukarramah Nabi Islam instructs Hazrat Bilal radiallahu ta'ala what was his initial situation in Makkah Mukarramah the first slave to accept Islam then what goes on Number one, he's a slave, then now because he was an accepted Iman, he's now being dragged in the streets of Makkah Mukarramah. Can we imagine that scene? Can we imagine that scene, a human being being dragged in the streets and nobody could do anything about it? Now, outwardly, this was the lowest that somebody could be dropped to. And stones being placed on his chest in the hot sands. But when this moment came, that same person who people were looking at him as humiliated, Nabi Islam instructed him, stand on top of the Kaaba Sharif and give the Azan. Stood on top of the Kaaba Sharif and gave the Azan. This was the honor that he was blessed with, to Izzu Mantasha, you grant Izzat, all the Sahaba were present, but this honor was given to him. Of <coughs> so this is that the zillat, all Allah Ta'ala's control. It's not what the eye can see. Yes, dunya is dunya, there's a phase of test. There's a phase and a time of test and challenge. And Allah Ta'ala tests to see who's in how how deep waters. What colours a person will show? What kind of firmness he will maintain? What steadfastness he will show and display? The challenges come sometimes, the test comes. But then Allah turns it. 
those who are arrogant and proud, then they are, then they deep in the ground. Firaun, very, very proud, very arrogant. Ana Rabbukumul A'la. But, Allah Ta'ala, how he turned it up? When Musa Salaam is now giving the Dawat, what is his response? That he is now trying to bring the same apparent authority and power of his. Alaysam li mulku misra wa hadil anharu tajri min tahti afalatum siru. Can't you see all my might and power? I am the owner and king of this whole land. All these rivers are flowing under my feet. Falatum Sirun, can't you see all this? That who's the person in charge here? Who has the might? Who has the authority? Can't you see? But you're seeing with your eyes. One is sight and the other is insight. Sight, sight is external. I can only see what's outside. But insight is internal. And it can see beneath the surface. It will see the reality of things. It will see, meaning it will perceive, it will understand. If a person is blind with insight, but he's only got sight, then he'll only see things on the surface. Can't see beyond that. And he'll only see things from the angle of material. Two plus two adds to four, that's all he can understand. If there's no two plus two, then you can never get four. But if a person has Imani insight, then he understands that two plus zero can add up to a lot if there's barakat in it. The two, for example, if there's food for two, the eyes can see if there's food for another two, then four people will eat. Because there's food for four people now. Two plus two for four people. So four people can eat. And there's now add another two, then six people will be able to eat. So that is what the eyes can see. That sight. But Imani insight says it's food for two. The Amul is name, Yakfit Salas. But it will suffice for three also. And if Allah puts barakat in it, then that barakat will suffice for whole and whole army. So the Jabi radiallahu invites Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, says it's got a little bit of food there. Nabi sallallahu gives da'wah to the whole army. During the battle of Khandak, whole army comes. And that food was sufficient to have been fed to ten people. But several hundred people eat out of it. As David Lam says that forget several, several hundred who ate, had we been more than a thousand also, they would all have eaten from it. Now this is insights can see that if there's barakat in it, then the two plus two can add up to 202 can add up to 2002 also. So this is what we are being taught, that look, don't rely only on sight. So now Firaun only could see things on the surface. Afala sirun? Amana khairum min huwa maheen? Am I better? Am I more powerful? Have I got more might? Oh, this lowly person, Nauzubillah. He's referring to Musa in this manner. He's not even able to express himself clearly. And now you want to follow him? Now he's trying to make a mockery of things. If he is claiming to be what he is, how come there's no bangles of gold that came to him from the skies? He should have been showing all his wealth. But now what happened to all that? Where might and all this fancy talk of Fir'aun, when Allah Ta'ala willed it, everything turned in such a way that let alone being destroyed, Allah Ta'ala made him an ibrat. That even the ground, the sea didn't accept his body. And he threw it out. So that people will all take an ibrat of this. That to what extent he became zalil. That not even the ground will accept him. So, these are all incidents that have been mentioned in the Quran Sharif. All these aspects. In fact, this ayat of the Quran Sharif that we are discussing. قُلِ اللَّهُمَّ مَالِكَ الْمُلْكَ تُؤْتِ الْمُلْكَ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتَنْزِعُ الْمُلْكَ مِنْ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتُعِزُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ وَتُذِلُّ مَنْ تَشَاءُ بِيَدِكَ الْخَيْر and all good is in your control alone. Inna ka'ala kulli shayin qadir. According to some Mufassirin, this was revealed on the occasion of the Battle of Khandaq, Battle of the Trench. Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam 
and the Sahaba Ikram were busy digging this trench, the Quraysh and the Jews and the Munafiqeen all conspired to now attack the Muslims and when this became known that this is, attack is imminent so Nabi Wasallam made mashara with the Sahaba what to be done because Salman al-Farsi said this is what we do in, we used to do in Persia when we had this fear of being attacked we would build a, dig a trench the Sahaba were now Nabi Wasallam accepted this and ten people this was a very very big trench that had to be dug so that it cannot be crossed over with any horse or any any person cannot jump over whatever so many details behind it how deep it was it was about seven hand spans deep and nine hand spans wide and almost five thousand yards in length it was not a small thing it was a very big thing to do and in the shortest time it had to be done so non-stop they were working not even able to stop sufficiently to eat just the bare necessity time that they and in severe cold and with stones on their bellies now this is the scene on the one side this fear that we don't know when suddenly this enemy might attack we're still busy digging they might just attack under this condition of fear hunger hunger to the extent that the stones on the bellies such cold that they are shivering, they don't have sufficient warm clothing to cover themselves. Now this is a complete scene of helplessness. Now while this trench is being dug, one section, a huge rock comes in between. And those Sahaba who were uh, allotted that section, that piece of land to dig the trench, now they are trying their utmost to break this rock, now to get this pass out of the way, but they just couldn't manage it. As much as they are trying, it's completely solid. So they come to Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and inform him that this is what has happened. We can't get past this. So Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, Ana nazilun, I'm coming. And Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam himself was fully engaged in this digging of this trench with the Sahaba. They would dig and now that sand had to be moved out. They didn't have all the modern equipment that we have and one... Uh, machine will be doing its job and grader will be grading and some back actor will be digging into the soil and then there will be a whole line of trucks waiting to now pick up that soil and go and dump it somewhere that soil was being moved on the shoulders of the Sahaba on on their backs and even Nabi Islam was laden with dust because he too was engaged in this this was the Ta'ahun he always was one who cooperated so Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu ta'ala was asked about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam how would he conduct himself at home how he conduct himself at home now there could have been so many different angles to this but what came straight to her mind was that what did Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam do at home he would sew his own clothing mend it meaning if there was something to mend he sat down to touch it himself if there was something to mend in his shoes, he took it and mended it himself. We're talking about Sayyidul Mursali. And he would be helping out. One Rebaid Aswad asked Aisha Radilana, how did the Beast Lasum conduct himself at home? Kana fi mihinati ahlihi. Faiza sami al azan kharaja ila salah. That he would be in helping out in the chores of his household. And when he would hear the azan, he would immediately move off to salah, like nothing happened. Like he was not aware of anything else, that was it now. This town, all the time ready to assist, in his own home, people out, wherever, always being part of people's, whatever the issues are, whatever the matters are, not being aloof from other people's issues, problems, difficulties, being very considerate, being very conscious of what the next person's situation is, doing whatever is possible to help out with that whether it's in his home whether it's outside his home so this was being done and now this rock came in the way the beast asked me I'm coming and he comes he takes that pick and he strikes that rock and when he strikes that rock one third of that rock just becomes like sand flowing sand and it's a huge rock the Sahaba were trying their utmost to break it but it was just not 
possible for them to break it. Nabi Islam takes a pick and Bismillah and he strikes it once. He strikes it once, one third of that rock just flows away like sand. And a streak of light shines out of it. And in that light, Nabi Islam says, Allahu Akbar. And then he says, the keys of Sham had been given to me now. I can already see from here the rooftops of the palaces of Sham. Then Bismillah and he strikes it a second time. And again a streak of light shines out. Say, Allahu Akbar. I can see I've been given the keys of Persia. <coughs> now we are talking about the superpowers of the time. And from here I can see Madain. And the palace of Madain. The Qasr al Then the third time Nabi Islam strikes it. And the third, one third of that rock, the last one third of that rock becomes a sand. And again in this light that shines, Nabi Islam says, the keys of Yemen have been given to me. And from here I can see the doors of Sana'a Yemen. The capital of Yemen, the Sana'a, the doors of the city, I can see it from here. Now when this message, now on the one hand, to bear in mind what was the scene at that time, in fear they are now busy digging this trench. That we don't know when the enemy is going to attack. In such starvation that even Nabi Islam, when he entered that trench to strike this rock, he too had a stone tied to his belly out of hunger. And this kind of fear, this kind of hunger, this kind of helplessness, not even sufficient clothing to cover themselves and protect themselves from the cold. And now in this condition, Nabi Islam is saying, I'm seeing the palaces of Persia, and I'm seeing the palaces of Madain, uh, of Sham, and of Yemen, when the Munafiqeen heard about this, they started laughing. They started laughing about it. That they don't even have sufficient food to eat. They don't even have any clothing to wear properly. And they're dreaming about Persia and dreaming about Paris and Rome. What is, which dream world these people are living in? On that occasion, Allah Ta'ala revealed these ayat. What you are thinking about dream world? Kingdom is all in the control of Allah Ta'ala. So, Util Mulka Mantasha. Allah, you grant kingdom to who you wish. Utanjiul Mulka Mim Mantasha. You snatch it away from whom you wish. Utu Mantasha. Utu Zillu Mantasha. Allah, you grant Izzat to whom you wish. You disgrace whom you wish. Piyadikal Khair. All good is in your control alone. Inna Ka'ala Kulli Shayl Qadir. Allah, you are powerful over everything. Reaffirming that oneness of Allah Ta'ala in the heart. Qudrat of Allah Ta'ala. Recognizing the marif and the ma- gaining the marifat of Allah Ta'ala in terms of all his sifat, Allah Ta'ala's power, Allah Ta'ala's might, Allah is powerful over everything. This is the need of the moment. That to embed this in our hearts and minds, everything is by the will of Allah Ta'ala alone. And biyadikal khair, ya Allah, everything, everything in your control, biyadikal khair, every good is in your control. Now, Prior to that, the things that are mentioned are mentioned in both sides of it. You grant kingdom to whom you wish. You snatch it from whom you wish. You give izzat to whom you wish. You snatch it from whom you wish. You give zillat. Outwardly, it seems like there should have been two things here also. Every khair. And you are the control of every negative also. But only one thing is mentioned. Many things from this insan looks at it from the his perspective and in his mind and in his thinking is sharr. But in that too, from Allah Ta'ala's perspective, in the creation of Allah Ta'ala and in the as they say in the bigger picture of things, that too is khair. For that individual could be sharr. For an individual, for some people, for a community something can be sharr. But in the bigger picture of things, in the objective of the creation, that too has a place of khair. It might be just a manner of a test. So now this is there, but it's a test now. So a test is khair, because a test tests who's who. What water is, how much, how much of water is a person in. So that the person who is truly in good water, in good stead, the person who is truly 
steadfast, the person who is truly obedient to Allah Ta'ala, he can be rewarded. And it can be made manifest that this person is genuine. He is true to his word. His claim of Tawheed and his claim of worshipping Allah Ta'ala alone, his claim of Iyaka Na'bud wa Iyaka Nasta'een is genuine. It's not just lip service. So now that test might have been in itself a negative outwardly, but the test proved a very positive thing. That this person is genuine. So that became khair, that is khair in the creation of Allah Ta'ala is khair. So many a time something might be seen as shar, in some sense it might be shar, but in various other ways if it looked at it would be khair. Everything has its khair in the court of Allah Ta'ala. Biyadikal khair, innaka ala kulli shayin qadir. So these are the things that we have to keep reminding ourselves about, keep reaffirming this oneness of Allah Ta'ala deep down in our hearts, Tawheed, Allah alone. Everything is Allah Ta'ala's control. Allah alone is the door. And it's only by His will that something will happen. Only by His will something will change. Only by His will something can come and only by His will it will go. Nothing can happen without that. Without the permission of Allah Ta'ala, without the will of Allah Ta'ala. Repeatedly to reaffirm this. One is that something has happened, or before something happens, so whatever reasonable measures a person has to take, he'll take to protect himself. But if something has happened already, then if this faith and this yaqeen is correct, then a person won't go down the road of if. He won't go down the road of if and but, which Rasulullah has warned against. They don't get into this if. Because this law, this if. See, if you didn't go, you didn't go there, then this wouldn't have happened. If you didn't do this, this wouldn't have happened. Now, prior to the in- event, that a person may advise, look, don't do this, don't put your hand into the fire, or don't, don't drive in that manner, or don't do this or that. Prior to it, he'll be advised. But if something has happened, now you don't go into the road of if. Now you deal with whatever has to be done to remedy the situation, but not going down the road of if. You learn from the lesson, if there was something, for example, some neglect, the person deliberately or neglectfully left his car open, and now something happened. So you learn the lesson, in future don't neglect it, take double precaution and check you locked it properly. But he won't go down the if route there also. That you see, if this didn't get left open, then it would not have, this would not have happened and that would not have happened. It's already happened now by the will of Allah Ta'ala alone. It didn't happen in any other way. There have been occasions where people, while they were fast asleep in their homes, which were completely locked and secured, but there was a break-in into their home. And while the people were inside the house, Everything was locked properly, everything was secured, there were alarms in place. How everything was breached, with the people sleeping inside, they didn't even know what happened. And things were burgled, stolen and gone. And they only discovered it when they opened their eyes the next morning. This is what happened. So many incidents happened like this. And there have been incidents where people somehow forgot their door wide open. Forgot their door wide open, where there was no other security as well. A person sometimes has alarm and security outside, nothing, no security outside, no alarm, nothing and the only access point or the main access point was left wide open by chance nothing happened, the whole night went past and people, it was not even totally out of sight these are incidents that have happened, not even out of sight, somebody passing could have seen this thing one is that it's now out of sight of somebody passing from the roadside this could be visible and the whole night went past the next morning they discovered first they got thought somebody walked in they realized no we didn't even close it so this a person doesn't get into that if after the event unfortunately in the time that we are in shaitan will use all this let alone other things it will become if you didn't go to the masjid then maybe this wouldn't have happened subhanallah person goes to the house of Allah Ta'ala, says if you didn't go to Allah Ta'ala's house maybe you would have been saved subhanallah what a way to look at something. So the thing is that all these things are to be looked at in the light of what we have been directed in the Quran Sharif, in the hadith of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, 
And the primary thing is to reaffirm this Iman, to reaffirm this Yaqeen, to strengthen this Yaqeen, to embed this Yaqeen deep down in our hearts. Everything happens by the will of Allah Ta'ala alone. Allah Ta'ala is in control of everything. We have to keep turning to Him. We have to keep begging His help, beg His protection, make dua for ourselves, make dua for the whole Ummah of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is the only way that we will be able to um, get past whatever the issues of dunya are. But primarily and the most important thing is get past all these issues in a way that Allah Ta'ala is pleased with us. And Allah Ta'ala grants us His raza and happiness. Allah Ta'ala grant us all that firmness of Iman and Yaqeen. Allah Ta'ala make us those people and those servants and slaves of His whose hearts are totally focused towards Him. And whose hearts are brimming with that Iman and Yaqeen. وَآخِرُ دَعْوَانَا الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صل وسلم دائما ابدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو اهله لا اله الا الله 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 
ولا حاجة هي لك رضا إلا قضيتها ويسرتها يا أرحم الراحمين يا أرحم الراحمين يا أكرم الأكرمين يا راحم المساكين يا أرحم الراحمين قل اللهم مالك الملك تؤتي الملك من تشاء وتنجع الملك من تشاء وتعز من تشاء وتذل من تشاء بيدك الخير إنك على كل شيء قدير تولج الليل في النهار وتولج النهار في الليل وتخرج الحي من الميت وتخرج الميت من الحي وترزق من تشاء بغير حساب اللهم ثبتنا على الإيمان وأبثنا على الإيمان وحشرنا يوم القيامة مع الإيمان يا مقلب القلوب ثبت قلوبنا على دينك يا مصرف القلوب صرف قلوبنا على طاعتك اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان اللهم حبب إلينا الإيمان وزينه في قلوبنا وكره إلينا الكفر والفسوق والعسيان واجعلنا من الراشدين ربنا لا تؤاخذنا إن نسينا أو أخطأنا ربنا ولا تحمل علينا إسرا كما حملته على الذين من قبلنا ربنا ولا تحملنا ما لا طاقة لنا به وعف عنا واغفر لنا وارحمنا أنت مولانا فانصرنا على القوم الكافرين إله العالمين يا الله most merciful, most gracious, most kind, most loving Allah إله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله forgive all of major and minor sins يا الله إله العالمين يا الله make us your true and obedient servants يا الله إله العالمين forgive the entire ummah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم اغفر لأمتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم ارحم أمتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم أصلح أمتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم اللهم فرج عن أمتي سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم إلى العالمين يا الله remove the hardships and difficulties of the أمتي يا الله remove the يا الله oppression from the أمتي يا الله يا الله remove the hunger and poverty of the أمتي يا الله إلهو العالمين remove the illnesses of the أمة يا الله إلهو العالمين blow the winds of hidayat يا الله blow the winds of hidayat يا الله bless us with kamil iman يا الله bless the entire أمة with kamil iman يا الله يا الله grant us total yaqeen يا الله الله بقسم لنا من خشتك ما تحول به بيننا وبين معاصيك ومن طاعتك ما تبلغنا به جنتك ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا ومن اليقين ما تهون به علينا مصائب الدنيا اللهم بدعنا بأسماعنا وأبصارنا وقواتنا ما أحيتنا واجعله الوارث منا واجعل سأرنا على من ظلمنا وانصرنا على من عادانا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل مصيبتنا في ديننا ولا تجعل الدنيا أكبر همنا ولا مبلغ علمنا ولا غاية رغبتنا ولا تسلط علينا من لا يخاف القفينا ولا يرحمنا إله العالمين you guide us to your pleasure at all times Ya Allah Ya Allah save us from all the vices and sins Ya Allah save us from everything that is haram Ya Allah إله العالمين enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'a Ya Allah grant us khushu and khudu in our salah Ya Allah grant us such a salah which you are pleased with Ya Allah إله العالمين enable us to recite your kalam apart daily Ya Allah enable us to make your zikr daily Ya Allah إله العالمين Ya Allah enable us to do all that which is pleasing to you Ya Allah At every step, Ya Allah, let us do what is pleasing to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, save us from everything that is displeasing to you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us complete ikhlas, Ya Allah. Grant us tawakkul, Ya Allah. Grant us inabat and ruju, Ya Allah. Grant us ikhlas and kamil, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us razaab al-qadha, Ya Allah. Grant us razaab al-qadha, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alamin, grant us all the sifat al-hamidha, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, cleanse us and purify us from all the akhlaq al-razila, Ya Allah. إله العالمين يا الله all those are sick of them شفائك عاملا عادلا مستمرا دائما remove every trace of their ailments يا الله إله العالمين grant afiat to one and all يا الله إله العالمين those are in financial difficulties remove it with afiat يا الله those are in debts يا الله make the debts get paid out easily يا الله with complete afiat يا الله إله العالمين يا الله those are in anxiety in worries in depression in grief you remove it with afiat يا الله grant itminan and sukun in the hearts يا الله Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away from our families throughout the Ummah, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah, fill their qabars with noor, Ya Allah, grant them the high stages in the akhirat, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, those of our parents who are alive, Ya Allah, grant barkat in their lives, barkat in their health, Ya Allah, grant us a topic of serving them and earning jannah through it, Ya Allah, Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those of our parents who have passed away, Ya Allah, make their qabars fill it with noor, Ya Allah, make their complete maghfirat, Ya Allah, Grant them the high stages in Akhirat, Ya Allah. Rabbi rahamhuma kama rabbi hana sighara. 
محمد الرسول اللہ اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن ایمان کامل یا اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن توبت النسوح یا اللہ ٹھیک ہے سن ٹائم یو پلیز ود اس وی ہیو پلیز ود یو یا اللہ اللہ العالمین میک دی بیسٹ مومنٹ اف اول ہیز یا اللہ اللہ العالمین میک او قبرز گارڈنز اف جننت فس یا اللہ گرانٹ اس شفاعت اف رسول اللہ صلی اللہ علیہ وسلم اللہ گیو اس جننت الفردوس ود اؤٹ اینی ریکنگ یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ یو ایکسپٹ اول دی ایفرٹس اف دین ٹیکنگ پیس ان دی پاتھ اف حق یا اللہ اللہ العالمین یا اللہ یا اللہ Ya Allah, you accept all the efforts of deen and make it a means of hidayat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect all the masajid, Ya Allah. Protect the madaris, Ya Allah. Protect the makatil, Ya Allah. Protect the khanqas, Ya Allah. Protect the marakis of deen, Ya Allah. Protect all the organizations of deen, Ya Allah. All the work that taking place on the path of haq, Ya Allah. Accept it, Ya Allah. Protect it, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the musallis of the masajid, Ya Allah. Protect the students of deen, Ya Allah. Protect the asatizah kiram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, protect the ulama kiram, Ya Allah. Allah Allah Alameen protect all the khuddam of deen ya Allah 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 Alameen ya Allah Allah you remove all the viruses and illnesses ya Allah 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 Alameen grant afiat to one and all ya Allah grant afiat to one and all ya Allah 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 Alameen all the things we have asked for ya Allah bless us with it ya Allah what we have not asked for and should have asked ya Allah grant us without asking ya Allah اللهم انا نسالك من خير ما سالك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم انت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوه الا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد واله وصحبه اجمعين والحمد لله